welcome back to She Rates Dogs. The podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And this week we are talking about attachment styles. You guys, I am so excited to talk about this. It's a book called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. Um, It was written by some psychologists and doctor people, you know, the serious ones. (laughs) They Um, know what they're doing. Yeah, so we read the book, we did our research, we did our quizzes, Mm -hmm. and we're going to tell you all about attachment styles. It really helps you break down what kind of relationship person you are, why you might have the feelings you do, what you should be looking for, Mm -hmm. and how to get to a more secure um, attachment style. Yes. And then at the end of the episode, we will talk about The Bachelor, and I want to talk about Capital. If we have time, I will be talking about capitalism. You didn't warn me about this. No, I didn't. But I, we had this like segment that was like what I'm mad about this week, uh-huh. and I was, and I, I got a little bit mad, and I was like, I want to talk about this if we have time briefly at the end. So that is what we are doing today. Alrighty. So to catch up. Matt, you know that I have to mention this because I, I'm ready to share. So it. we're talking about unhealthy relationships right. this week, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, being attracted to things that aren't good for you. Not great. So here's Matt's situation. Would you like me to tell it? Sure. Yeah. Tell okay. him. Tell him what you're doing. So, I have been talking to this boy. Um, <laughs> very cool guy. Very sexy. Very hot. Apparently, super nice. I'm in love, right. probably. But my big thing for my relationships um, since the last little. Uh, is that I will not date anybody who mm-hmm. is besties with their ex. Did right. not work out for me. I understand that now. Mm-hmm. So this new boy, he comes over at 344 or 3.40 a.m. Okay. Perfect time. Weird time. <laughs> Perfect Weird time. Weird time. We do our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to talking a little bit. Like we're flirting. We're, we're having a good banter. And then I find out that he is not besties with his ex. He does, however, live with his ex. Right. Right. And so then what's the other part? So that happened and I was like, I can look past that. Mm. And then I kept talking to him a little bit. We're laying in bed, just, you know, doing our thing again. Um, And I'm like, I'm trying to make small talk. And I don't know why I asked this, but I was like, where do you do your grocery store shopping? Mm -hmm. And he said, like the airbase. And I was like, oh, can anybody go there? And he's like, no, you have to be like in the military or be a dependent of someone on the military. Mm -hmm. I was ready to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, no more questions. That's fine. What's your favorite color? But then he was like, I am actually married. And I said, come again. What? And this is a separate man from his ex who he also lives with. Right. So Matt's doing well. I'm doing great. I'm still going to continue seeing this boy against Michaela's wishes. I was like, honestly, don't even fucking talk to me about it. Like, if you're not even going to try to be good for yourself, don't bring my shit into it. I think this could be the one. It sounds. I can't handle you. It sounds messy enough that it's going to be perfect. But, but on a good note, (laughs) you guys. I did sign up for therapy. By the time so you true. hear this, I will have had my first therapy session. I have it uh, Saturday, so I'm very excited. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. Yeah. There's so much to share. Yeah, so we both have therapy this weekend, yeah. and then I'm seeing a psychic on Monday. Yeah. So next week, we'll have some fun new information for you yeah. guys. Yeah, so whoever said that we couldn't give good advice, fuck yourself, because we're actively seeking out therapists, so we're good. We know how to give advice now. Okay, right? that was super convincing. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's bad that I did, um, I have been trying to find like an Airbnb for like Matt and I and one other person oh, to no. stay at yes. um, because I don't know, I want a little bit of a break and yeah. like a quarantine safe way to do something fun because yeah. I miss traveling. So I was going to go a couple hours away somewhere in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. I messaged a couple Airbnbs on Instagram just being like, hey, do you collaborate with like content creators or photographers at all? Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get a fucking yeah. free stay. For us. 
And you guys, before she says this, I think the place is beautiful. I think it's a very, very pretty place. So so this place replies to me and says, we would love to work with you at this location. I click it. One of their most recent posts is of Army Hammer. Right. So Army Hammer helped set up this Airbnb. Uh-huh. Then... I discover through some articles uh-huh. that apparently there were like three women's bodies found off of a site where he was doing construction right. and it was this Airbnb and he was tagged in the photos of this Airbnb. So they're trying to have us stay at an Airbnb in the desert. That's a motel. Correct. Actually a motel, not an Airbnb because I want to stay at an Airbnb, <laughs> but they said a motel, motel <laughs> in the desert, middle of nowhere where Army Hammer helped set it up and women's remains were found. Uh-huh. So we're going. I'm just kidding. We're not going. No, I said no. I, was, I literally replied saying like, girl, I don't want to die. And then they responded saying, haha, no sense of adventure. I was like, what is your deal? No sense of adventure. I think it'd be, I don't know. No, don't. But you're not a woman. You're not the That's person so he was true. killing. So okay, like, get yeah. over yourself. Um, so yeah, that was shocking. I was like, yeah. what are the odds? And Ellie was like, hi, because it's you. <laughs> She's like, I don't mean to offend you, but I like wouldn't be shocked if like yeah. this is what what killed you in the end. So that was a stressful time. Yeah. Um honestly, I don't under- what I don't understand is that like they still have those photos up yeah. and they haven't removed them because I wouldn't have known. After all of this, just take the photos yeah, down. Yeah, and they limited comments on the post. So clearly they're like we kn- we're they're aware just of trying it. to not take the criticism, but they're like not against it enough to delete yeah. the posts. Which, which I, is weird. Yeah, which I guess I'd prefer because I'd rather know. Like maybe they have cameras in there <laughs> or some shit. So that's good. Um, the last thing big happening right now I wanted to mention is there is some crazy shit going on in Texas. And mm-hmm. um, if you live in Texas, stay safe. Um, I am a doomsday prepper a little bit. So, you know, anyone in any other states, I would urge you to find like one of those um, survival backpacks that has like some food, maybe like a life straw that purifies water yeah. and one of those chargers that you can either like crank to charge your phone and like generate electricity or um solar Mm -hmm. because you never know what's fucking happening you got one of those bags after the last earthquake didn't you yeah 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 that's what i'm saying i got a lot of fucking stuff in my (laughs) i have a lot of things i have the generator i've got a bunch of purifiers i've got a backpack full of stuff um like blankets and torch lights and everything but um it's a really good idea to get some stuff like that because once it's too late it's too late like, I, you know, I'm sure people in Texas wish they had, like, blankets and stuff because it's yeah. so fucking terrible. I didn't even realize how serious it was. And then I started seeing some TikToks and people are dying. Yeah. Like, a, like, people are dying and there's, like, no help and, like, such crazy... A lot of places are, like, out of water the right now. The pipes are bursting. Yeah. So, like, there's icicles on their ceiling and, mm-hmm. like, their homes are falling apart. Like, yeah. Insane. And then, yeah, so Ted Cruz. Ted motherfucking Cruz tried to flee his state and go to Cancun. Mm -hmm. And then whoever this was, Angel, they were also going to Cancun, I'm assuming. Yeah. So not that great. But they took a picture of Ted Cruz going to a family vacation. And then it made Ted Cruz, like, turn around and come up with some bullshit excuse. Yeah, and there's, like, proof that he had had a return flight, yeah. like, a week later, mm-hmm. and then he canceled that, and then he <laughs> made it for the next day and put out a statement being like, I was just going to go bring my kids there and then come back. Yeah, he's that. like, my little girl asked me to take her to Cancun, so I had to be a good dad and take her. Like, fuck you, Ted Cruz, you <laughs> asshole. 
Yeah. Sorry, I don't like that man. No, no one likes Ted Cruz. <laughs> my background on my phone used to be Ted Cruz because I like what? really hated him and I thought it was just the funniest thing ever. It was, was like, it like a, a really, bad picture. Yeah, it was like okay. a really zoomed in, like okay. ugly photo of Ted Cruz. <laughs> that makes more sense. But then I was like, okay, people might not get the joke <laughs> if they like see me in passing. So I ended up changing it. Right. Let's get into Tinder Bio Tuesday. Tinder Bio Tuesday. All right, this is Oliver. I sexually identify as an attack helicopter. Ever since I was a boy, I dreamed of soaring over the oil fields, dropping hot, sticky loads on disgusting foreigners. People say to me that a person being a helicopter is impossible. And I'm fucking slur, but I don't care. I'm beautiful. I'm having a plastic surgeon install rotary blades, 30 millimeter cannons, and AMG 114 Hellfire missiles on my body. From now on, I want you guys to call me Apache and respect my right to kill. Okay, so I, my... My face changed up real quick when he talked about dropping hot, sticky loads. Right. That is fucking weird. That is disgusting. And I hate that he referred to it as a hot, sticky load. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that either. I don't. Those adjectives don't sound don't good. Don't love that. Don't love that. Negative nine out of ten for me. I'm going to give him a negative seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is Richard. Okay. He's an older gentleman. Sounds right. <clears throat> okay. The deal. I travel all over this country. I am looking for somebody to travel with me. These are the qualifications of that person. Mm -hmm. She must be a she, not used to be a he, not wants to be she, must be a woman, born that way, must be white, not almost white, not half white, not wants to be white, must be born white by two white parents. Oh, no drugs, none. Zero, zip, not pot, not coke, not anything. No drugs, mutually beneficial. You'll be treated as good as any man treats his wife. So I'm going to come out and say, this man doesn't seem like he would treat any woman great. What the fuck was that? (laughs) He was like, I need to make this exceedingly clear (laughs) on every point. So I feel like, yeah, no, I was going to make a joke, but this doesn't deserve a joke. He just sounds like a dickhead. Yeah. Definitely. Really gross. Negative 12 out of 10 from me. Yeah, negative 13 out of 10. Wow. All right. That's a... Very Richard, low you bitch. score. You know what Richard is? He's what? a dick. He is, yeah. Yeah, you He's get it? Because Richard is sometimes called dick. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this is Landon. Mm-hmm. Um, Crest or Colgate? Neither. I'd rather give you Oral-B. You a Pokemon? Because I'd love to have a Pikachu naked. Tell me a dad joke slash pun. Cooking, clubbing, gaming, raving. Addicted to memes and board games. And then he lists. I wanted to read this one because he lists his favorite podcast. And I wanted to see if you could guess what it was. Well, certainly not us. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> um, I don't know, Joe Rogan. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes it was. <laughs> You're so right. Oh my god! <laughs> I read it. and I was like, of course it fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You did good. Thank you. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh my god, Jinx. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give him a negative 9 out of 10 because he does listen to Joe Rogan. Okay. Pika, let me get a Pikachu. That was my least favorite part. I'm going <laughs> to give it a negative 5 out of 10. All right. Perfect. Attachment types. Yes. You guys... I blew this out of the water. Matt did pretty much as bad as you can do, but... <laughs> Which nobody's expecting me to do well on a quiz like this. Right. Because Matt hasn't had a healthy relationship, relationship yet. Really with anyone, if you think. Besides my mom. I love that woman. Yeah. But even then, it was still like. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And my <laughs> <Jeez>. friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even my friends and mom had like bad 
like the quiz we took. We'll yeah. post a quiz so you guys can take it for yourself. Yeah. So when it's yourpersonality.net slash attachment, but mm-hmm. we will also post it. Yeah. Basically, it's secure, avoidant, anxious, anxious or anxious avoidance. Right. So you want to be towards low on both, and uh-huh. that's how you get secure. Matt is high on both. I am he not is doing both great. Anxious and avoidant. <laughs> I think I, I sent Michaela the test results, and she all she said was, "Jesus Christ, Matt." He was like, "Is that good?" I was like, "That's literally the lowest on secure that you could possibly get." She told me if someone she was talking to sent her these results, she would cut contact with them immediately. No, absolutely, and that's the advice I'm going to give on this podcast: <laughs> is that if you like are talking to someone and they fall where Matt is, you should not date them. Run. You should absolutely <laughs> run. But the good news is you can you change. You can change. It says in the book it says that you can change, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's clear by the names, but basically anxious means that you're kind of insecure about yourself. Mm-hmm. So if someone rejects you, you internalize that as like, oh, I'm not attractive, I'm not good enough, or you feel like people won't like you as mm-hmm. much as you like them. You feel like you want to depend on people, um, but you don't know if they like you back. And then avoidant is more so. So you want your independence from these people. You don't want to feel like you rely on someone else. Um, you push people away, even if it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so both are unhealthy. Right. And, Matt and I have both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to therapy, like I said. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny because I actually expected to be more anxious than I was. Uh-huh. And I'm definitely more like anxious than avoidant, but I'm still secure and, and not yeah. either. I kind of expected my results to look the way they did. Right. But Matt's is all over the place. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't know if you guys care about the details <laughs> of this, but I'm just going to say like the friends versus partner. He's like very insecure, anxious with relationships. Right. But like medium bad avoidance he's good with anxious almost on friendships and a lot better on avoidant with friendships so he doesn't avoid his friends but he does fear that they don't like him as much as he likes them. i am terrified that, that my friends secretly hate me yeah so that wasn't i was like i don't understand why it says that and then she was like well do you think your friends hate you and i was like mm. well yeah that i'm makes like sense. incredibly secure with my friends that's my most secure one uh-huh. like <laughs> by far the best like i am on the line for anxiety <laughs> like at the bottom <laughs> which is funny because i'll text ellie or matt sometimes being like are you mad at me but do i don't me? actually yeah. feel that way yeah i guess my highest uh my worst one would you say is my father Yes. Yeah. My, it's much. It's very much your worst. My father is very high avoidance and very high anxiety, which yeah. from what you guys have heard, what we've told you, it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. It's nice because this is the only like personality or relationship type test that I've taken where it takes into consideration that like you're different with different people in your life. Mm-hmm. Like it totally makes sense that you might not have the same um, fears or like stressors going into friendships than going into like a romantic relationship versus like your family Mm -hmm. because you could have a really poor like family history and still like heal and grow from that or you could have been burned by friends in a way that you hadn't been burned by um partners in the past yeah but yeah there is oh my gosh i don't (laughs) there's so much to get into with this you guys we read this book so good it's actually a really good book and it's like 400 pages so like we have to summarize a lot yeah But it was so good. It Mm -hmm. was very eye-opening. What's nice is like, because 
it's like one of those reads where it like quizzes you too. So it'll be like, it'll show you different relationships and it's like, okay, decide what kind of relation or attachment style this is. Mm -hmm. And so you like take little quiz questions. It's actually a very interactive read. Yeah. And it also, so I'll get into this in a bit. It's got like these brackets for how to be more secure in your relationships and like how to approach conflicts and diffuse them. Mm -hmm. It's got like information about like identifying if someone's right for you, how to attract the right partners for you. Right. Um, so I'm going to start with the importance of healthy relationships because it mentions this in this book in a way that I think a lot of like advice people or I don't know, like a lot of self-help advice that you get is like, be by yourself like you don't need anyone you shouldn't depend on anyone but this book talks about how much better your life can be if you find someone you can depend on mm -hmm. which is really interesting so on page 26 says numerous studies show that once we become attached to someone the two of us form one physiological unit our partner regulates our blood pressure our heart rate our breathing and the levels of hormones in our blood we're no longer separate entities the emphasis on differentiation that is held by most of today's popular psychology approaches to adult relationships is does not hold water from a biological perspective. Dependency is a fact. It is not a choice or a preference. So this study demonstrates that when two people form an intimate relationship, they regulate each other's psychological and emotional well-being. So then it talks about this thing called the strange situation test, which is like the dependency paradox. And it's basically like the more that you feel like you can depend on someone, the more independent you can actually be. Mm -hmm. So it uses this study of like children where they are brought into a strange room with all of these toys with their mother. Mm -hmm. And when, they're, when they're with their mother, they're like exploring all the toys. They're playing with all these fun things. You know, they're taking chances. And then when they take the mother out of the room, they become like stressed out. They, they like start crying. Yeah. They aren't playing with any of the toys. And it's kind of how we are in life. Mm -hmm. Like if you have... Uh, this secure base, which is really what the book emphasizes on, is like building a secure base with someone. You can do so much more because you feel secure and confident and you literally like are taking more risks because you're secure. Yeah. And I like this book because it. I feel like a lot of times we think that like being dependent on someone is like a bad thing. But this book highlights that it's like not a bad thing at all. Like Michaela's just said. Um, to be dependent on someone yeah it's nice and it also is talking about like you're only as needy as the needs that aren't being met that mm -hmm. you have so it has all of these references to like relationship conflicts like there was this couple on the challenge where this woman wanted to hold her partner's hand um, during this race and like he didn't and then they lost mm -hmm. but like if they had been holding hands it would have like they would have won yeah and she internalized that and was like I was being too needy it was but her like fault or if, something yeah. but if they'd simply like communicated mm -hmm. and fit each other's needs yeah like that would that would have been fine like you you can't change your needs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's one of the things the books talks about is you don't need to change for others. You just need to find someone who can adhere and provide for all the things you need. Yeah. Um, so one thing that is very common is the avoidant anxious relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's healthy to learn about all of them, no matter what you are, because you definitely deal with every type. Yeah. And I think that this is something people already know about, but don't really have a name to like, obviously anxious people, can become dependent on avoidance mm -hmm. so like you're someone who really wants a relationship with someone who really doesn't mm -hmm. want a relationship it's like the most unhealthy 
union Mm -hmm. but anxious anxious relationships don't happen really like they found that those don't happen as much so it's either like secure and anxious secure and avoidant or anxious and avoidant Mm -hmm. and that's really not what you want so basically if you are an anxious person and you're with a avoidant you start to equate the anxiety the preoccupation and the obsession and those ever so short bursts of joy with love what you're really doing is equating an activated attachment system with passion if you've been at it for a while you become programmed to get attracted to those very individuals who are the least likely to make you happy next time you date someone and find yourself feeling anxious insecure and obsessive only to feel elated every once in a while tell yourself this is most likely an activated attachment system and not love so the reason this works is because it feeds on your insecurities and you feel like you're not good enough unless you're getting validation from that one person Mm -hmm. and it's a very vicious cycle to get stuck into but once you've had relationships like this healthy relationships can start to feel boring to you or you feel like they can't be the one because they're not bringing out like that crazy fire which we've talked about before but it makes a lot of sense from like this lens Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will give you advice about like how do I land this guy who's not into me or like how do I get with somebody who's kind of distant and I think the most common misconception is you can change them like you just need to trap them but if you are getting with an avoidant person they're always going to be more avoidant unless they like actually hit a low point in their life and seek therapy and like really try to work on it and change Mm -hmm. um so you know they'll say like don't make yourself too available say you're busy even when you're not don't call him wait for him to call you but if you're doing and behaving this way that's not true to your genuine feelings like It's right that these behaviors may make you seem more attractive, Mm -hmm. but you'll be attractive to a very specific kind of partner, which is an avoidant one. Because in essence, what they're advocating is that you ignore your needs and let other people determine the amount of closeness and distance in the relationship. So by being someone you're not, you're allowing another person to be with you on his or her terms and come and go as he or she pleases. So basically, it's like if you trap someone or if you're like playing hard to get playing games, like you might be more attractive to someone, but you're going to get into an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. that's not actually going to fulfill you or give you what you want. It's going to make you feel empty or bad about yourself at the end of the day like trapping a specific person or getting with someone instead of being fully clear about what you want out of a relationship from the get-go is just gonna hurt you and put you like at the lower dynamic Mm -hmm. in the relationship and plus my thing with the whole like playing it cool and trapping them is eventually you're gonna hit your breaking point and you're just gonna keep continuing with the behaviors that he likes until you reach that point yeah so one of the advice that they say for someone who's super anxious is to date a lot of people like cast a wide net because then if you're on a date and someone's kind of rude to you you're not going to internalize it as much and make it about you and like feel as bad about yourself Mm -hmm. you'll get evidence that a lot of people find you attractive um, even if they didn't turn out to be the perfect match if someone is avoidant you like figure out they're just not right for you but it's not about you and then um when you do meet someone that you really like you'll obsess less you won't resort to like protest behavior which protest behavior is another thing that um anxious people do a lot Mm -hmm. like they try to pretend to be cool they won't say what's wrong because they're afraid of the conflict but that kind of thing all right so we're going to talk about the avoidant personality and how they self-sabotage a little bit Avoidance do deactivating strategies, which is any behavior or thought that is used to squelch intimacy. 
These strategies repress our attachment system, the biological mechanism in our brains responsible for our desire to seek closeness with a preferred partner. And that doesn't mean they don't actually like have that active need or Mm -hmm. desire. These people still do. They just suppress it, which can lead to like a lot of unhappiness. The more you use these tools, the more alone you'll feel and the less happy you'll be in your relationships. So some common deactivating strategies are saying or thinking, I'm not ready to commit, but staying together nonetheless, sometimes for years, focusing on small imperfections in your partner, the way they talk or dress or eat, just something kind of stupid, pining after an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, um, which is like the phantom ex Mm -hmm. complex where you think like someone in your past was perfect just because you... And I think you've called me out on this one before. Yeah, like you'll literally date someone who's whatever but then like because they reject you like in hindsight you're like oh my god they could have been the perfect one for me yeah like, if we had just gone on vacation together everything yeah. would have been perfect and like and then i compare like my current relationships to that which is like not healthy yeah because if they don't want you or like whatever then that can be the excuse of why it's not good instead of actually having to face the reasons of like their flaws yeah but yeah and the phantom x could also be like these people think they have a soulmate out there and the mm-hmm. person who treats them well like can't be the one because there's not that like fire um flirting with others not saying i love you while implying you do have those feelings toward the other person pulling away when things go well forming relationships with an impossible future such as with someone who is married <laughs> right <laughs> okay so <laughs> checking out mentally when your partner is talking to you keeping secrets uh avoiding physical closeness which could either be sex or like cuddling sometimes avoidance you know will avoid sex or sometimes they'll avoid like cuddling in bed yeah so those kinds of things so um The use of deactivating strategies alone is not enough to keep attachment at bay. They're just the tip of the iceberg. So as an avoidant, you perceive your partner's behaviors differently from people with other attachment styles, but are for the most part unaware of this unconstructive thought pattern, or you don't always think about like what you might be doing that's wrong in the relationship. You really often focus on your partner's faults. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, avoidance will only seek help when they're at a really rock bottom low point in their life, like super lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they'll like regret leaving relationships a lot of the time, as soon as that intimacy is broken mm-hmm. and then feel like really terrible. And you know, that's when they might start seeking therapy and starting <laughs> to get better. <laughs> Here are some of the actions that will get you one step closer to true intimacy. And this is for avoidance. Learn to identify deactivating strategies. Don't act on impulse. So when you're excited about someone, but you suddenly have a feeling that they're not right for you, think, is this a deactivating strategy? Are those small imperfections really your attachment's way of making you step back? Um, Remind yourself that you need intimacy despite your discomfort with it. And if if you thought that they were great to begin with, you have a lot to lose by pushing them away. Um, De-emphasize self-reliance and focus on mutual support. Find a secure partner. Be aware of your tendency to misinterpret behaviors. Make a relationship gratitude list. So that one's like remind yourself on a daily basis that you tend to think negatively of your partner Mm -hmm. and like write down things that they've done for you that, you know, really benefit your life and make your life better because you need to remember those things. Nix the phantom X. Forget about the one. Adopt the distraction strategy which means it's easier to get close to your partner if there's a distraction, like focusing on other things, taking a hike, going sailing, or preparing a meal together. That way you can let your guard down and access your loving feelings. So those are some of those tips. And um, 
dating a secure partner can actually make avoidance or anxious people more secure mm-hmm. so because secure people are good at communicating and they're good at de-escalating arguments like if you're an avoidant person you might start to like realize that you're being irrational like you start to become like more secure and if you're anxious a secure person is going to like fulfill the things that stress you out so then you aren't as anxious anymore because the need is being addressed other than like rather than ignored which only makes anxious people more anxious um okay so here are some of the signs of a secure person which are ways that you can like incorporate being secure and actually 50 percent of people are secure which i thought was a good thing to know because yeah it's like a higher number than you'd expect yeah because i think only like 25 percent were for like anxious 25 or a little less than 25 for attached and then there was like the small percentage that was like anxious and attached but it's good that most people are like normal um, avoidant anxious and avoidant but yeah, so I thought that the 50% are secure was a really good number because a lot of the time I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to find someone who's just like a good person. Yeah. But that's not true. There's mm-hmm. actually so many secure people out there. But the reason like you might come in contact with a lot of avoidance is because avoidance are often single. And, and they're like, like dating around They're more. dating around a lot. They don't date each other. So mm-hmm. the only people that they could be dating are like you. Yeah. <laughs> but secure people are great conflict busters. So during a fight, they don't feel like they need to act defensively or to injure or punish their partner. So they prevent the situation from escalating. They're mentally flexible, which means they're not threatened by criticism. They're willing to reconsider their ways and if necessary, revise their beliefs and strategies. They're effective communicators. So they expect others to be understanding and responsive. So express their feelings freely and accurately to their partners comes naturally to them they're not game players they're comfortable with closeness unconcerned about boundaries quick to forgive inclined to view sex and emotional intimacy as one they treat their partners like royalty and they're secure in their power to improve the relationship and responsible for their partner's well-being so they expect others to be responsive and loving toward them and so they are responsive to others needs and one thing that is different about like a secure person is like when you're with them you're like the person they treat the best and then with avoidant people sometimes like you'll notice that like you're the closest person to them but they treat you worse than like strangers Mm -hmm. so they could be like really friendly to like friends that they casually know but they're not as like kind or like um patient with you Mm So basically these um, attachment styles, a lot of it is based on your parents and like how secure you felt with them, but it also changes from that to like your past love experiences, um, your life in general. So like on average, about 70 to 75% of adults remain consistently in the same attachment category at different points in their life, while the remaining 25 to 30% of the population report a change in their attachment style. So that could be due to like dating a secure person, or maybe you're a secure person and you date an avoidant person who's really bad and Mm -hmm. it makes you more anxious, or um, maybe like you had a really bad friendship where your trust was broken or you go to therapy. Like all of these things can change your attachment style. So like it can be changed if you are worried about that. You can change your attachment style, but you probably can't change someone else's. They have to want to, they have to want to work on themselves if you want them to change. And if you're an anxious and you're with an avoidant, it's not super likely that you can convince them to like, I think you should get out of that if that's (laughs) your situation. Yeah. So finding the right partner the secure way. Spot smoking guns fairly early on and treat them like deal breakers. 
effectively communicate your needs from day one, subscribe to the belief that there are many potential partners who could make you happy, don't take blame for a date's offensive behavior, so when a partner acts inconsiderately or hurtful, or hurtfully, you acknowledge that it's more about them than yourself, and expect to be treated with respect, dignity, and love. Mm-hmm. So those are really important if you're out on the dating scene. I think like if you're an anxious person, it can be really hard to not internalize like anything that goes wrong and to remind yourself that like there are a lot of people out there who are secure. So just remind yourself that you want to be clear about what you want from day one. Mm -hmm. You don't need to put on an act to try and look cool in front of them. Yeah. And we've mentioned this in a previous episode, but like being super honest from the get go, like it mentioned in this book, there was a woman who turned 40 she really wanted children but she had been trying to play it cool her whole life and kept like being in relationships that wasn't going to end up there Mm -hmm. so she just started saying it right from the get-go with guys on dates and like a lot of them weren't up for it but then she found one who was and like they ended up having a really happy relationship so like yeah you're probably going to get more like quick failures but Mm -hmm. you're going to get less like drawn out failures you're not like (laughs) waiting a long time and wasting your time you're going to get to the right person sooner yeah So these are the secure mindsets for creating a secure base for your partner. The first one is be available, respond sensitively to their distress, allow them to be dependent on you when they feel the need, check in with them from time to time, and provide comfort when things go wrong. And that one's probably mostly something that avoidant people need to work on. The next one is don't interfere. Provide behind-the-scenes support for their endeavors. Help in a way that leaves them with the initiative and the feeling of power. Allow them to do their own thing without trying to overtake the situation, micromanage, or undermine their confidence and abilities. So that's an anxious tip. Mm -hmm. And then encourage. Provide encouragement and be accepting of their learning and personal growth goals. Boost their self-esteem. So those are like the main three things that you want to identify that you're for sure doing with your partner. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you're not overstepping, not like actually hurting their life by your micromanaging, but you also want to make sure you're available for them when they really have needs. So there is so much in this book that we didn't have time to get into. Honestly, I wish that I could summarize it all in more time. Um, we would probably need to do episodes on each thing specifically yeah but it's a super good book you guys should check it out and they have like little things where you can fill it in um and it's like i said it's a very interactive book yeah so we can get more into some of these like specific topics in future episodes Mm -hmm. because there's a lot more about like current relationships how to make them better how to get over a breakup with someone like how to remind yourself of all these things but yeah the main thing is identify your attachment style identify your partner's attachment style and if, if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and figure out like how to get to a more secure place, of course, therapy and self-work always really help get people to a more secure place. Yes, they do. So let's talk about The Bachelor really quickly. Okay. Um, so The Bachelor. Kit, I want to talk about Kit first. Okay. So she came on to The Bachelor, and we all know how The Bachelor goes, right? Like, you get engaged at the end of it. And then she... I feel like she left because she wasn't ready. I don't think that happens. You don't think that? I feel like you weren't really watching. I was. You... Well, I was looking at you, and you fell asleep a couple times. But, yeah. yeah. Um, So... (laughs) It's it's been a good season. Uh, Kit went home. A lot of people went home. Abigail, Abigail went home. Abigail, I loved. She is so nice. I hope she's the bachelorette yeah. on the next season. He didn't one give of the her seasons. a chance. Well, yeah, Abigail or Katie. 
we Arcadia, would be super yes, happy with yes, either. Yes. But yeah, he never gave her a one-on-one. And like, he basically just was like, I was so confident in our connection that I just ignored you. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. Also, it's weird when they, like, why do you have to take him on, I guess for like production, obviously, but it just makes me sad because I feel like it gets her hopes up. And then yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you this rose. But she, I don't know. She's just such a nice girl. Yeah, she's a really nice girl. She's one of the only ones that wasn't, like, bullying actively. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, oh, my God, there's so much crazy shit happening in the Bachelor franchise right now. Yeah, did we talk I, about this last week? Did, did I think happen? we briefly mentioned um, the Chris Harrison interview, but it was before he stepped away. Yeah, so he stepped he stepped down now. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know for how long. Yeah. Basically, past contestants are coming forward and saying, like, we we don't agree with what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bachelor needs to change. What's interesting is people are saying like, I wonder if he's still going to be the Bachelor in Paradise host, and if those contestants are still going to come on if he doesn't. Like, what if they can't find people for Bachelor in Paradise because of all this? Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't seen, you guys should all look up interviews that uh, Rachel Lindsay has done. Oh yeah, the Don Lennon I think interview with Rachel mm-hmm. Lindsay was really good. Yeah, she basically was saying like. Yeah, we did an unedited interview. When I started to hear him talk, I was like, I'm just going to let you talk because yeah. this is really what you want to say. And that's what she did in the interview. She really just kind of like said, all right, if this is what you're going to do, like, she wasn't really like all. trying to argue with him too much or anything like that. Yeah, she just he, let him do his thing. And then we didn't mention this last week, but the interview Well, we mentioned the interview. But like, I think one of the most uncomfortable things is how much he seemed like he was trying to teach her a lesson yeah. about an issue that was her issue. Mm-hmm. And like I said this to Matt, like he should have been there to listen, but he was instead there to like preach about having grace to a black woman like who he he wasn't even listening to he was more focused on like the cancel culture type of thing than like what was actually at issue yeah and i think the don lennon interview he mentioned like this kind of shows insight into the way he thinks about like a lot of issues Mm -hmm. if this is clearly something that bothers him the whole cancel culture thing which we mentioned last week he seemed super focused on that um and rachel Lindsay made a great point that like you could have replaced the word accountability whenever he said woke police or cancel culture but yeah so that was interesting i the hometowns next week Mm -hmm. um all of the contestants are fighting each other on social media like past seasons are fighting current seasons Mm -hmm. people are mad about like the way they treated heather but then other people are like well heather came in way too confidently and like i do think that they were a little harsh on heather for no reason they were absolutely um, these girls are mean they were super mean to heather i get like maybe i i think she didn't address piper which was rude Mm -hmm. and like she didn't that was definitely clearly uncomfortable for piper i think that heather was also probably really uncomfortable which she mentioned yeah um but they're acting like it's like Heather's fault when mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know she came in very late and I think I Matt think, handled it well. He was like, yeah, You've come in I'm so glad late. Matt didn't bring her, but I just don't want it to be so mean. Yeah. But I, I saw online that like Hannah and Tyler hung out a year before this was even a like a show uh-huh. like that. This was months, months before it. Mm-hmm. So like when Hannah got back would have not been like six weeks into the process Mm -hmm. so that was another reason people were like confused about it obviously we don't know we know that the producers edit a lot of stuff and they like convince people to say things i would just not like fully base your opinion on these girls based off of this like what you've seen yeah reality tv in general like 
they probably have a producer in their ear being like this is so fucked up like you can't let people walk over you or uh-huh. like that was so disrespectful oh my god she looked at you like you were nothing like you never know <laughs> what people are saying you know yeah. what i mean so always have a little bit of grace with that so yeah if you liked this episode found it interesting made you think of anyone send it to a friend um think take this survey find out if you're anxious secure or avoidant it'll really clear up a lot of things i think the book was like 14 dollars on amazon or something Mm -hmm. like that it might be less on kindle can i just say something real quick yes i forgot about libraries you can get books for free at libraries and i completely forgot about that you can you check out your local library you guys (laughs) they might have it (laughs) there's also apps i think that you can like find books for free yeah i got a libby app that it gives you free yep. books. Yeah. So definitely do that. I, I would fully recommend this book. It was recommended to me by a therapist. Like it's definitely very helpful on like kind of not internalizing a lot of the struggles that you've had in past relationships and feeling like it was all your fault or maybe understanding why you are the way you are. It definitely helps with all of that mm-hmm. and improving any existing relationships you do have. Um, so yeah, take the personality quiz. We'll link it. And then, um, you know, that's pretty much all we've got for today. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at SheRatesDogsPod. Our personal handles are in the bio. If you want to email us, it's SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com. And if we've pissed you off in any way, call us at 929-274-3261. You can also leave us a voicemail, like, for anything else, too. <laughs> yeah, we- By the way, like, if you want to leave us a nice voicemail or ask a question, we take those also. Yeah, I guess I guess. But if fine. you're mad, also leave us a voicemail. <laughs> Specifically, leave us a voicemail if you're mad. Right. Okay, bye. Bye.